This is a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. Find us at k103.se. Due to copyright, the music is shortened. You're listening to the show about nothing. What? What do you mean nothing? It's a show about nothing and everything. Everything or nothing? How about you keep on the radio and find out yourself? And I'm very glad you are here. <laughs> Welcome to uh, the show about nothing. We will be doing another episode, as you might have guessed. Um, behind the microphones today, uh, I want to give a warm welcome to my co-moderators. We have in the studio the one and only curly host of the show. For those of you that don't know who I'm referring to, it is Belen. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> uh, you can go admire her royal cards on all, uh, all our uh, visuals for the show. So please head over to our Instagram. But it, it really depends on the day. Some days I have a be better hair than others. So just FYI, some days my curls are not that royal. And uh, have you started your OnlyFans already? or? I'm thinking about it. Thinking yeah. about yeah. it. All right. <laughs> also here with me, we have the guest of our last episode. Um, we were talking about all sorts of relationships one can have with sex. Uh, welcome back behind the microphone, Sylvia. Hi. Hi, hi. It's really good to have you on board again. Um, basically, it's also a very special day for you. I'm really honored that you s decided to spend it with us in, in, in the studio of K103. It's her birthday. So happy Ooh, birthday oh. on air. Thank you. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Gracias. Yeah. We're going to have a little celebration episode, as you know now. Um, I was want to give a really big uh, shout out to Sylvia's mom for bringing her into the world. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, well, the show about nothing is about everything and nothing. Usually we're having a bit of a reflective moment uh, where we pick a topic that's been wandering our brains and then we decide to discuss it in our female little gang. Um, We are missing one of our members today. You might have noticed I'm not introducing Fatima. She is uh, traveling in Morocco with her husband. And I can still kind of not believe that uh, he snatched her from us. Uh, but we obviously want the best for you. So I hope you're enjoying your trip. And please uh, don't forget to bring argan oil for us. We need argan oil. <laughs> our hair needs it. Do you want royal curls? Bring the argan oil. <laughs> so... Um, Before we get into the first song, I want to introduce a little bit what this is going to be about. Um, sort of matching the theme of Sylvia being a birthday kid today, um, we will be talking about aging and ageism and also taking this general um, approach from the female perspective because we are in the studio today identifying as female beings. And, um, well, we will be venting and also sharing some valuable insights. Stick around if you're curious. And uh, I would say we set the general vibe with a song. Let's go. Which one are we taking? Yeah, yeah, Bay, Exodus, the North Star. All right, enjoy. I know just what. Oh my god, we're approaching 30. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> Let's try this again. Thank god this isn't live. We are the show about nothing. Um, in the studio, Belen, Sylvia, the birthday girl, and me, Marie. We will be talking about ageism, um, being a woman in society, going a little bit into, you know, this thing of becoming older and what it comes along with. Um, 
And my first question to open up the show sort of was, is aging an issue in general? Is it a, is it a women's issue? And one might think that this is an interesting question. Uh, and I'm here to kind of basically discuss this with my co-moderators, um, trying to find out what they think about it. Uh, you know, part of the team here is approaching 30. The frequent listeners might have uh, heard our podcast version with a jingle where we always whisper like, oh, my God, we're approaching 30. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, that that we kind of recorded a while back when we were not that close to 30. <laughs> and now it's hitting hard. You know, like it's a final countdown for me, at least. And um, I have another year. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, wine and cheese, when it ages, it kind of increases in quality and gets better. And not, not every one of us re receives the same praise. Um, so, yeah, let me kind of just throw a question to you. Do you mm. perceive aging as a sort of like positive or negative thing? Um, well, I think giving it a value it's a bit twisted because we we are gonna age anyway mm. so <laughs> that's true <laughs> and then you can try and stop it but it's impossible it's like part of being alive is growing old like it's just a part of life so I think we should stop trying to stop it from happening and just mm. like mm. roll with it I am I am very satisfied with Uh, with my growth as a person because I I feel like with every year there's like one insecurity that I mm. shed off so I'm like I think I'm very fine with facing the 30s because now like all the expectations are kind of like lowered because I'm mm. trying to do my own thing so the pressure of time is starting to be less and less and I'm just like sort of figuring it out as I go Sounds really so, healthy. I think yeah. it's really true. Like we have so much judgment kind of like uh, attached to this aging issue, which is so weird because as you said, like it's just happening to everyone. It's happening to you today. So <laughs> yeah, but I, I actually started thinking that um, like from global health perspective, mm -hmm. which is my master right now that I'm doing, it's like great to have the opportunity to age because mm -hmm. that means that you're alive. True. You live decent um, in decent conditions which are allowing you to be healthy medically so you can advance in aging. And that's like super cool. And mm -hmm. we really sometimes forget that actually that's like a gift to be able to reach a certain age mm -hmm. and focus more about the soci society and how it actually puts the stigma on that it's a bad thing and all the 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 appearance wise changes that we have mm. to go through or try to go back to mm -hmm. and i i really am happy i mean i have some white hair to be honest and i color my hair for a few years now <laughs> but i don't think that's because um i feel obligatory like obligated to mm. do it in mm. a way i like i'm it's interesting take because you brought up already this point that um There's so much uh, like criticism and sort of like pressure around this whole thing. And then also maybe like based on this looks that we go through or the aging process that becomes visible, um, then we might also face different sort of perception and like reaction of people that, you know, might assume that just based on us looking older, we are either able or not able to do a certain mm. thing anymore. And that is... Uh, uh, 
uh, phenomenon. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> that's called ageism. Um, and ageism refers to stereotypes, how we think, a prejudice, how we feel, and discrimination, how we act towards others or oneself based on age. Uh, that's a definition by the World uh, Health Organization. And... Um, I, I like when I was kind of stumbling up on this thing, I was thinking like, wow, do I do this? And like probably we have internalized this behavior to a degree that we don't even realize it anymore mm -hmm. when we sort of interact with people. But like we probably would. What's what's an ageist kind of thing that we all do? Like for me, I think it would be assuming that like older people are not strong anymore and they cannot like, I don't know, lift certain things mm -hmm. or something. I have this thing at work a lot. Because mm -hmm. I have to very, um, normally I work at a store mm -hmm. selling food and most of our clients are, or like clients, that's, that, that is always sounding very horny. Anyway, most <laughs> of the people that come in, the people that shop at the boutique where I work are older, like 50 plus, mm -hmm. I'd say. And some of them are like... Like they have trouble moving at this mm. point, like they cannot the movements that they make, and I'm always like, should I? Because some of them expect me to open the door for them, and some of them get really offended if mm. I suggested that that mm. I should help them with the door. Mm. Some of them, when I ask, when I ask, I'm like, oh, thank you so much, that's very kind of you. So I'm always like, okay, I really have to judge super quickly. What kind of reaction can I expect from this person? Which I judge to be like a little bit like not so agile anymore, but maybe like they want to it's do such it themselves. A, such a slippery slope as well, because yeah. people will have uh, like individual takes on what mm -hmm. they like think is okay and what they don't mm -hmm. want to. And like, uh, that, I mean, like, how can one ever know from the outside? It's mm -hmm. like, but have you like have you ever experienced that? I mean, uh, growing up in um, ex. Uh, Soviet country, I think it was a huge thing, and I am quite tall, mm -hmm. and uh, well, I kind of developed quite quickly. So I was judged since I was like twelve that I'm like at least six years older, mm -hmm. and all the time until I was twenty, I was trying to look like older and older, and now I'm trying to <laughs> to look younger and younger, and like this, just back and forth, trying to pretend an age that you're not. <laughs> It's, so it's um, I think that's one of the good examples because like aren't we sort of like you know as a kid you maybe have older siblings or like just neighbor friends whatsoever and they're older and they're allowed to stay up longer and so you want to be older because then you're allowed to do more and then you want to turn 18 because you can buy alcohol and you can like do whatever you want and your parents are not in like sort of having all this like uh, decision power over you anymore and then at some point and that that's like varying for every person we kind of like reverse it and wish to be younger again mm. <laughs> and I'm not sure like I'm still okay like I have you know getting to the 30 I'm I'm good but I'm wondering when this is like yeah no but I like me at 28 um Sometimes because I dress like a gigantic baby, <laughs> normally this does my style. Gigantic baby slash Amish teenager on on I mean, an excursion. Audio expedition. commentary here right now. She's wearing dungarees and a red T-shirt. It's not so baby-like for and me. A scrunchie. <laughs> anyway, and I have like really nice socks on. They have circles on them. Hehehe. <laughs> They make me happy. Sorry. But um, sometimes I get told that I look like, you don't look a day older than 24. Mm. And for me, being 24 is like fine, I guess. But I, I, when I think of myself when I was 24, I was like, I was much dumber. I was much more self-absorbed. I 
didn't know a bunch of things that I do know now. So I'm like, at some point it's like, okay, but I'm not that young. That means that you see me as someone that you can step over. Mm. And I don't like that. Like, okay, I'm, I'm, we can talk real talk because I'm like, I'm of age now. I can handle it. And mm. because I have this sort of like juvenile aspect, I think. Like, and also my, I think my energy can be like also very like enthusiastic and so on. So that like takes years from me. And sometimes like I won these years. I've earned these years. I am this old and you should respect me because I have been around in the world for a while now. And uh, I would like to be treated as mm -hmm. such. Like, don't try to lecture me. Like I'm, I can get a bit annoyed. I found And everyone intends it as a compliment, mm. which is a thing. And then there's this, you know, when you're dating or getting to know people and then you do this, like, how old do you think I am? Oh, and then, wow. you know, it's like the, the, <laughs> such a dangerous thing because you might be like, I don't know, flattered and you might be sort of uh, super annoyed by the answer. Mm -hmm. um, we've been rambling on about this for a while now, so I think we can have breaking it up with a little music and get back to it in a bit. Oh my god, we're approaching 30. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> Let's try this again. Thank god this isn't live. Yes, and it is the weekend and you are listening to the show about nothing and today's topic is ageism and general process of becoming of age as a woman in society. <laughs> We've just been discussing uh, general definitions of ageism and I just wanted to say that uh, it, it affects everyone, younger groups and older groups in society and um, thinking about the fact that our reality basically uh, is changing towards an overaging reality like all over the world. We will be sort of like having more older people than younger ones and that might kind of like require us to Uh, change our assumptions about age a little bit. And I think the discourse is really important because not only old people are sort of discriminated, uh, but also young ones when it comes to like, I don't know, entering the job market, for example, there's a lot of assumptions around like younger people not being qualified enough, even though they actually might be more qualified than the older candidates applying. Mm -hmm. So just, you know, food for thought next time you judge someone based on them being young or them being old, have a second thought and ask yourself why and if that's maybe internalized discriminatory behavior. Mm -hmm. Check yeah. yourself. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, now we talked a bit about like general definitions of ageism, but I uh, have lovely co-moderators that also bring in their perspectives and I'm going to hand over a bit to Belen at this point, who is going to be talking about uh, gender related to ageism, if I'm yes. not mistaken. Yes, All right. because um, as many things in this world, uh, ageism is gendered in the way that it affects one gender more than the other. And this gender that is more affected by it is obviously the female gender. Yeah! <laughs> Another one! Woohoo! Yeah, no, um, it clearly affects women differently, getting old. We see it in like actress mostly like the the most out there example that we can think of is how an actor like George Clooney can keep on playing like this like heart rob kind of uh roles for a very long time whilst all the women that are contemporary to him all of a sudden can only play mothers or uh grandmothers and the the love interest 
of the heart rope keeps getting younger and younger and younger whilst they keep getting older. And many older um, female actresses have complained about this and they say that if they don't produce their own films, then they only get this kind of Mm. very stuck um, uh, kind of roles in film. And I think... I I think I connect this with something which is called the male gaze mm-hmm. and how because we live in a patriarchy um everything has to go through what male people like and what male people uh appreciate mm-hmm. and what they think is attractive and a lot of the ageism that we see is just how we have internalized this uh male gaze like how we all look at ourselves as if we were a man looking at ourselves it's actually a really lovely um quote from well it's not lovely but it's like very nicely put it's a quote from margaret atwood um that says you are a woman with a man inside watching a woman you are your own voyeur Mm-hmm. So like every time that you're like for example i think a lot about this when i'm in the showers at the gym And like I walk into the shower and then I'm normally, <laughs> I am very insecure with my body, but I have to shower and sometimes I'm very sweaty after working out. So I just walk in there and then I see all the other women like, oh, but her boobs are better mm, better looking than mine. Like mine are kind of soggy and hers are perfect, like on point. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, but her ass is like super nicely like shaped, but like mine is kind of shaggy and like comparing myself to other women, but in a way that only a man would do like comparing attributes of me versus her that it's just not even um like it just doesn't work for us women like we shouldn't be trying to compare ourselves and i think it's it's because we're all trying to appeal to men mm. all the time we're trying to convince men that we are prepared we're trying to Uh, convince men that we're still attractive and we have things to offer even if we're older. We're trying to convince men of our validity constantly as women and it's because that the world caters for them. And even now in in politics in Spain there is a, the Minister of Equality. Mm-hmm. Uh, she happens to be, I'm not sure she's 40 yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if she is 40 she's in her early 40s I don't know so she's young considering that uh, Joe Biden for example is like almost dead and he's <laughs> the president of the United States and he's like 80 and sometimes he talks a bit like this you know and uh, so she's very young and one of the biggest critiques that she gets is oh but like the laws that she's trying to pass are like not good enough and it's because she's unprepared because she's just a young kid like she's just mm. a girl and girls shouldn't be is trying it, to legislate you know isn't that the same with the finnish uh yeah prime minister uh like yes. she she goes that's definitely also not just the age but also the gender but, uh, approach thing gender plus age uh um working against women is very like out there like for us it's like very mm. like We can definitely feel it. I'm like I, I'm gonna jump in there because I I was just thinking about now that you're saying like women, gender, and age, and how this is like working against us. One just has to kind of look at um, like the sort of like average uh, 
assumption that a woman around her 30s is probably going to want kids. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, leaving completely aside that maybe people and women don't want kids because it's a choice that everybody is supposed to make. And like, no. So but even though uh, that's a fucked up area anyway. But like when you apply for jobs then mm-hmm. and you are in this age as a woman, mm-hmm. everybody is going to assume that you will be like a insecure candidate because you might kind of like disappear because you're pregnant and yeah. you're going to start a family. Nobody is allowed by law here, at least in this part of the world, to kind of ask you this. Yet somehow it's always do. Yeah. they do and it comes up and it's... Yeah, that, that's kind of one of the things uh, that I am really stressed about uh, because... I'm considering like, you know, maybe moving on to another job as well. And and you kind of like need to think about that perspective and dimension as well. Um, And it's it's annoying. That is that is just discriminatory. Absolutely. Have you ever heard a man complaining like, yeah, they asked me if I'm going to have children, even though in Sweden, thumbs up. They are getting their paternity leaves and mm. they're really like taking care of those children. Mm. But the women still yeah. <laughs> women still take the most of the yeah. of the mm. parental leave. So it's still it, even if you legislate, if you don't change the uh, the minds of people, I you're think- still going to have this gender divide. I think, like, unfortunately, now, like, we open this big barrel of uh, a topic, um, but also, like, w- women taking uh, the majority or the longer part of the uh, paternity leave is often then related to another problem we have in society, which is that, like, women are generally often paid less for the work they yeah. do than men. So it is better for the economy of the family if the man continues to work and not mm. the woman kind of, like, does this, which is... Yeah, just, you know, twists my brain. <laughs> Recent studies actually that I uh, read about uh, exactly the gender gap mm-hmm. between the paying is exactly connected with that. Well, the society is difference between two people from male and female gender having the same quality, same education, mm-hmm. same job opportunities. Just because the woman had to take maternity leave, she lost so many opportunities exactly in the beginning of uh, developing her mm-hmm. Um, career. That's why the gender gap is occurring because all of the lost possibilities gave her less options career-wise, so mm. she had to settle for less. I had this this, this exact discussion this week with uh, my partner, uh, and like it's not even relevant at the moment because you know, like I am not pregnant, neither am I planning to be anytime super soon, and 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 yet it's like something that's in my head that I'm like, but if I am even in the next three years doing that step, it's like the, the essential turning points where I am supposed to like get experiences and like you know change jobs and like you know try out some things and I won't and yeah he was you know like coming me down from this very male uh, perspective which is like you know it's gonna be fine don't you worry and I'm just like you don't even get it like mm, yeah the topic <laughs> the topic had to be dropped because you know emotions yeah. were very much involved <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think some men just think that you'd like pop out a baby and then two days later you're like back I am back. Like, I am the same as I ever was. Now there is a baby outside. It was inside before. And mm. now everything is back to business. Yeah. they. I don't think they think about it very much. On, but yeah. On that issue, like because now we're having like, a German, a Spanish and a Bulgarian girl in the studio. Like, 
is like is that uh, because you said Swedish um, approach to like paternity leave and so on is very much like advanced. Is that a thing that also exists and like to a similar degree in your? Um, no, <laughs> no. Actually, in Bulgaria, I um, noticed recently that that's quite different from all the other countries. We got uh, like women that give birth and have paid their taxes, have worked in not the gray area, are allowed to take up to two years of maternity leave. And mm -hmm. the first year you get paid 80% of your salary. Mm -hmm. The second one is like a fixed price that, well, you cannot go so much along. But like the fathers, I think just the IT specialist fathers have like one month, 40 days, something, and that's all. No one gets anything more. I, I, I mean, I think we can do a show about this at some point, yeah. but I just found out uh, following this um, Gen Z, like founders of a company in Switzerland. In Switzerland, the father has right to like three days of paternity <laughs> leave. Like, I'm not even kidding. Switzerland is a and, joke. And they have all that money, so they could perfectly find change. Uh -huh change their situation but you know that's like because policymakers often also are just but not also, really thinking this perspective also after saying that women couldn't vote in some regions of of switzerland oh until God. the 90s like i need to switzerland <laughs> is very backwards in this kind of gender equality actually um I, for me uh, this is the perfect moment to play <laughs> heavy object by dotty anderson it's a heavy topic for us and we're gonna <laughs> kind of air out our brains a little bit while the song enjoy oh my god we're approaching 30 yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah. useless <laughs> let's try this again Yes, it is. Just so you know, the best radio you can ever listen to. We are the show about nothing. Today we're talking about coming of age, aging, ageism, what does it mean to get older, what does it mean to be younger in the world. And uh, we just talked a little bit about how this getting older tends to affect women more mm -hmm. than men. And I read this quote on, I think it was someone that put up a tweet about this and I think it sort of enca encapsulates very mm -hmm. well how uh, like different decades come for different fights for women like uh, we recently have been trying to fight for growing in 3D as in not like uh, accepting all kinds of bodies and like some people are going to be thinner, some people are going to be bigger. It doesn't matter. So women have been fighting in 3D to sort of occupy whatever space they have to occupy. And the next fight is like being able to exist in 4D. So the fourth dimension, which is time. So a woman to be able to transform as time shapes her. That's like the next big fight about us like the the fight like yeah. that we have in front of us as women right now uh and i think that links very well to our next little topic here doesn't it yeah it marie does. yeah indeed. <laughs> um should i continue Or take it away. All right. So uh, you, you might have like uh, probably if you're sort of using media platforms, social media and so on, you have uh, heard about this uh, ageism discussion around Madonna's um, appearance on the Grammys. And 
I, I was just going to do, I mean, you probably have read this now, but like, do you know how old Madonna is actually? I know because she's the same age as my dad. Okay. <laughs> and if you saw them side by side, you'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm not very good with years, but I think like around like 60, mm-hmm. shouldn't it be? Pretty good. She's uh, 64. She's and turning 65 this year. Yeah. Uh, this I didn't know, but mm. then again, you know, like <laughs> popular knowledge here. Wow. Um, well, you know, queen of pop or and uh, provocation, how she is sometimes called. Um, she was picked apart on social media for her appearance during the 2023 Grammys. And some of the people that were talking about her on these platforms, they called her unrecognizable. And uh, that's because she was undergoing some, um, how do you call them, like facelifts or beauty surgeries. Mm. And um, well, she had some sort of altered appearance in her face, which Mm. was like not the same as she maybe looked like some time back, which shouldn't really matter (laughs) because she's not there to look a certain way. She's there to be the person she is. But it sparked the discussion then about the pressure uh, on women in society to maintain eternal youth and facing criticism around their looks like constantly. Yeah. There's actually um, something on this as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. So I, I listened to a whole podcast about this, about how you know trends change when it comes to like surgical, uh, like uh, aesthetic surgery. Mm-hmm. Is it? I don't know if it's called like that, but you know what mm. I mean. Hopefully, and you know how it's been. It's gone from having very big lips, yeah, to now and now. It's changing again, like the whole thing about removing the buccal fat. Oof. And uh, the, the appearance of Madonna is very much, or like her new uh, surgical procedures are very much uh, entwined with this new trend, mm-hmm. which is having like an alien face. And the whole point is that you put a lot of like extra stuff on your uh, cheekbones. Mm -hmm. You like sort of wear your hair back so that you have like a big forehead. Mm -hmm. It's also considered very aesthetic to have your eyes very far away from each other. And then you have to have, yeah, this vocal fat sort of sort of removed and uh, like a like a small mouth that's kind of like Encina, like a mm-hmm. duck face sort of, mm-hmm. but not very ducky. So and then you, it's also trendy again to be very thin and to be very very pale, like to a point that it's it looks unhealthy. We're going back to the the, the crack. <laughs> yeah, no, but in a new way because now instead of looking like you are addicted to heroin, you look like an alien, and that's yeah. considered to be. Very, uh, like, for example, if you have in mind the face of Anya Taylor-Joy, mm-hmm. that's sort of the vibe that this is what we're going for. But isn't for. that something that's ongoing in Asia for, like, centuries now? Yeah, Asia is always first when it comes to this, yeah. Like, the the the, the, pale, the, surgeries, the surgeries that mm-hmm. uh, Asian women undergo is insane. Like, it's considered just routine. Yeah. It's, I've, wow. Man, like, I, oh man, I have this, you know, when like thoughts rumble and then there's mm-hmm. all the different topics jumping in. I was just like <laughs> recently also reading about that they have uh, like in all, like in, in Mandarin and uh, different like Asian languages are from that area. They they have words for women that are like the leftover. 
uh, women, you know, when you're like not married by 30, yeah. Yeah. there's like very negative terms to describe these kind of females. While bachelors, like men that are not married by the same age, they get like super glorious sort of like mm. words in the language, which is, yeah, you know, no, we, we are again, coming back to patronage. Getting, getting older affects different genders differently, yeah. basically. Yeah. And well, there was around this Madonna topic now, um, there was... Um, There was a what is what is her role actually? She's a cool author. Person. I think she's yeah. an author. But like Rachel Simmons mm -hmm. said that um, it's so easy for us to criticize celebrities to blame individuals instead of to look at the culture. Did mm. that makes sense. Um, <laughs> well, she said women have to spend a lot more money and time on their appearance just so that they can be accepted by others. And that's not fair. That doesn't make for a fair society where everybody is treated equally. And I was just like really finding myself in this. I mean, we've been mm. discussing around this already today. But I was just wondering, like, where where does this really start because I mean we as teenage girls like we spend you know we, we buy a bunch of beauty products because we are thinking that we're supposed to and th the female creams and the female shampoos and so on they're they're more expensive than the same ones for men like but there yeah? I think there is a very dangerous dichotomy because uh, when you're a teenager as well you sort of make 80% of your personality not being so kept Mm -hmm. And I was on this side, like, no, I never wear makeup. My beauty is natural, which is like, huh? <laughs> like you're already like uh, comparing yourself to other women, and like you're being fake because you're putting so many layers on your face. Mm -hmm. And if some someone likes my face, it's it's all me. Like this But, is uh, well, what you see have, is what you get. We have this like uh, kind of um, saying in Bulgarian that it's not crazy the person who like acts like one but it's the the person that really gives it like well do you think that all of those women that actually go through all those surgeries and in the end are looked by men mm -hmm. again with a negative eye because I've heard mm. so many times oh my god those yeah. plastic yeah. Uh, breasts yeah. I'm totally not into that and then why do they all do it I mm. mean where does it come from maybe there is a like certain mm. like It's just, driver. I think at some point you just stop uh, having, like, you're not in touch with reality anymore. Mm -hmm. And uh, if I think about Madonna, she's been seeing herself constantly everywhere yeah. all the time for so long that I guess, like, there's, like, there's some element of dysmorphia in, in the way she sees herself. Mm -hmm. And that's why maybe she gets tired of herself and she has the resources to sort of, like, now I have gigantic cheekbones, guys. This is what I do. Mm. But, and I mean, there is an element of trying to, um, like, put it all, like, put it all apart and sort of investigate where every little bit comes from. But that is something that I, I see women do constantly. Like, you, you really want to have, a, like, an argument for everything that you do, mm. lest you be questioned and judged. Mm. And that as well, that's just like a lot, like a big burden on, on us. And men don't even think about it. Or like in general, of course, I'm generalizing. Some women may not think about it either. Mm. And uh, and I think what, what Madonna is doing and what Madonna represents is a sort of like, you know, at some point we have to stop caring if this is the patriarchy, if this is not the patriarchy. It's just like try to be content with the person that you look at in the mirror mm. every day and I think ageism 
really works against that. It makes us uncomfortable. It doesn't let us sort of uh, develop our full potential because it's it's making us question things that we cannot control. So it's mm. just sort of it's just making us mm, run against the world constantly. I think like. It- It's the biggest challenge, even though it should be easy to just accept yourself every day uh, again. And, and, you know, we look in the mirror and we only see like the the flaws and things that should be better, like you know, based on like media and so on. But then we should actually like practice gratitude because we can get up every day and we can walk around and we can go to work Um, and we can like whatsoever. Yeah. Sometimes (laughs) I can't walk. Well, but like that, that's hopefully not too often. <laughs> oh, um, well, I think also like it, it can like we can all just like sign the statement that as soon as you are a public female figure in media discourse, any change in your body will be commented mm. and more so the ones that are sort of like assumed to be negative ones and the, the, the label of what is negative and what is positive changes constantly mm. like the Kardashians have removed their like ass uh, uh, like so implants bitter. or what it was right? but have you seen have you seen sorry for cutting you but have you seen Khloe Kardashian like we don't talk about Khloe that much but that woman has changed mm. so much like who is she every three months different person uh, yeah no and her hair and like the shape of her face is, but these are also women that are that like they have made their livelihood to show themselves so they there's also this need nowadays that things need to be new things need to be renewed constantly and and even though aging in itself is a renewal of yourself a constant renewal renewal of yourself because your face is changing gradually with time um these people feel like they have to give more so mm-hmm. they have to like keep everyone entertained so they just mm, get surgeries and then remove the surgeries that they took and but it's just it gives people a, a wrong image because there's a lot that is at risk when you get yourself under the knife mm. and some people might not have the 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 resources to to fix whatever happens in that operation room i don't know i feel like i'm contradicting myself now uh, it's okay. We can we can take a little break uh, on uh, an island with "Welcome to My Island" by Carolyn Polacek. Oh my God, we're approaching thirty. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> Let's try this again. Thank God this isn't live. We're running a bit short on time here. That's why we so are we're sneaking silencing out. a woman. Yes, we're Who silencing we? <laughs> But Belen was just saying that like all the songs we played today were actually by women. So yes. look what they did here. Yeah. <laughs> and I think at least Caroline Polacek and Manuela Evenson are at least in their 30s. That's the... Uh, eldest we have Jesus Christ we have to work on this <laughs> next next song on the rotation Dolly Parton Dolly Parton again because I don't know anymore like Johnny Mitchell we're gonna play Johnny Mitchell yes anyway I wanted to say uh, you know the the outro things you say in the end of a show um it's been a pleasure to discuss this. It always feels great to like come here after a full week and then have this sort of like space where you can discuss for an hour. And it's cool that you are hopefully out there listening to us. 
Um, and I I always envision people just sort of like nodding, like yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I was nodding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, Thank it's, you. It's good, and like if you don't agree or if you think we're getting a bit too, you know in the one-sided perspective or something then you can always reach us on uh, social media platforms we mostly hang out on instagram follow us at the show about nothing underscore k103 um praise us uh, or criticize us no don't criticize us <laughs> all right no. uh, be nice i cannot take it <laughs> um it, it was a pleasure to have you here with us again sylvia thank you for um you so wanting to join us and for also Spending an hour of your birthday. It with only us. has 24, so it's pretty, you know, pr pretty valuable, I would yes. say, this one hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we, we do uh, a tip of the day usually at the end of these uh, episodes. And I was thinking, and I think to today, uh, there's one thing we could um, give you on the way into this Saturday night. And that is don't live for the approval of others. Live mm -hmm. for yourself and be proud of your own achievements. There's a bunch of people that celebrate for you for who you are. And the others mostly don't matter. I have another tip. Mm -hmm. If you happen to have a big belly, use it as a drum because it's very fun and it will never stop being funny. So like sit down on your sofa and go like it's the best body percussion body percussion I recommend. <laughs> Thanks, ladies. <laughs> and thank you, everyone who was listening. Have a good night. You've just heard a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. You'll find all our shows at k103.se. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Stay tuned.